Hi, this is Jeremy Eskew, the Managing Director of Town Close Financial Planning, and this recording is How is Investing Like Gambling? I read Howard Marks's recent memo called You Bet with Great Interest. It discusses the similarities and links between investing and gambling, and it strikes at the heart of a fundamental investment decision. Should we invest passively or actively? We are resolutely in the passive or index tracking camp. We go further by ignoring geographies, sectors, currencies, etc. Our view is that taking a view on, for example, the US versus Japan, commodities versus financials, hedged versus unhedged, is simply active investing by the back door. I expect our stance will persist. Changing it would require the odds of success being so outrageously stacked in your favour, a sure better or dead cert, so to speak. It's difficult to imagine circumstances where that's even a remote possibility. I'd have to be deluded to think that I could spot such an opportunity before anyone else. Now the rest of this note explains why our position is perfectly sensible and very much to your benefit. Let's start with what Howard Marks makes clear, that active investing means accepting and dealing with each of the following. One, not knowing all the relevant facts as some information is always hidden. Two, luck in the form of unpredictable events which affect investments. Three, the skill needed to assess revenue and profit potential, where we are in the economic cycle, fairness of prices, safety margin, etc. On the other hand, passive investing means, one, the hidden information doesn't affect us as we're not taking a view of company A over company B. We buy both, so it doesn't matter what we don't know about either of them. Two, you own a bit of everything and so benefit from the average of all the good and bad luck. And three, no skill is required. A computer simply keeps the investment in line with the index. The point isn't that active, active investing can't and doesn't produce better returns than passive investing. It can and it does. However, those better returns exist mostly in niche areas where markets aren't efficient and angles that persist can be found and exploited. Now we wouldn't touch those niches with a barge bowl because we don't and can't understand them or their implied hidden risks. So that just leaves us investing in mainstream public equity markets. But here we're comfortable being part owner in the biggest, most successful companies around the world. Those companies make sense to us because they're rational Employed by each of them are millions of employees making billions of decisions with the single selfish desire to remain employed and be able to house, feed, clothe and educate their families. Their decisions mean profits for their companies, which are then shared with you as a part owner of the business. Now there are truly great active investors in mainstream markets but only a handful consistently outperform the index. Each year many do better than the index, but for most it turns out that their success is fleeting. The evidence shows that they were lucky, not skillful. Now that luck can persist for several years, 
But that simply means that finding truly great managers is even harder. And so we arrive at a logical conclusion. Our chances of finding a truly great manager that does consistently better than the very cheap index we could otherwise buy is very, very slim. But just for a moment, let's imagine we could identify a true great. How do we convince you to let them invest all your money? Because that's the only rational thing to do. Invest it all, isn't it? Why water down certain superior, superior returns? You either believe or you don't. We can then easily agree that we should stick with this true great. We know they won't get every decision right, but on average, because they're great, they'll get more right than wrong. And then you'll do way better than the super cheap index fund you could otherwise have bought. But how much underperformance is acceptable? Six months, 12, 14, 36? At that rate, you'll be slipping further and further behind the returns the super cheap index fund would have produced for you. And if underperformance persists long enough, you start to question your judgment and ours. And at what point do you cut your losses and look for the next true great, which of course means you've recognised you didn't spot a true great this time round? Or perhaps that's the point at which you decide to go passive. We know for sure that most active managers don't consistently outperform the market, yet they charge large fees for trying. Which leads Howard Marks to ask, why pay someone to play in the, for you in a game where there's no such thing as skill? It's tricky, isn't it? And a very large gamble indeed. And that's how investing can be like gambling. And so we choose the alternative, which is simply to be honest with ourselves, accept our limitations and buy the index tractor, trackers that allow us to put hidden information, luck or skill to one side and avoid the angst that comes with it. In so doing, we make investing not at all like gambling, but only if we stick to our guns. Thanks for listening. I hope you found that enjoyable. If there's any part of this you'd like to discuss, just get in touch. Many thanks.